0: Thanks for checking out I Love Lucifer, the podcast. If you enjoy this episode, please review, subscribe, and share with other podcast enthusiasts. And now, I Love Lucifer. The fantasy of their day
1: job turns into a living nightmare when the lines of reality are blurred as two B-movie starlets battle movie monsters by day and real monsters by night. Now, if they could only get along with each other.
2: You bitch!
1: When the cameras stop rolling, the real terror begins.
2: I love Lucifer.
0: Created by Susie Singer-Carter and Don Priest. Episode 7, Demon Hunting for Dummies. Directed by Susie Singer-Carter.
3: Delighted you've returned. No doubt you're as anxious as I am to learn who or what has been waiting for Tanya and Holly to return to their flat. If you recall, our dynamic duo arrive home to find the front door left ajar. God
4: damn it, I told Nigel to lock the door if he was gonna leave. Nigel? Nigel?
3: Nigel's not here, just your friendly neighborhood vampire. It wasn't funny the first time, Nigel.
2: Wait, Tanya!
1: Oh oh, shit! See, I told you, vampire. (laughs) (laughs) Good, aren't I? Like a young Frank Gorshin. Well, I'm certain
3: that reference was lost on our heroines. Gaussian, brilliant impressionist, but I admired him most for his unforgettable portrayal of the Riddler in Batman, one of my favorite shows as a young lad. Oh dear, where was I? Ah, yes, Tanya is now face to face with a real vampire. In fact, this unfortunate bugger is the absolute farthest thing from me, I can assure you. I ask you, where is the chiseled jawline, the sculpted cheekbones, perfectly framed by the shocks of tousled hair, a magnificent blend, or so I am told, of salt and pepper, but predominantly pepper. This is no YA fiction moody stud, no. This vampire looks like a twisted skeleton with veiny skin wrapped around it. It wears a red furry hat, and its blood-stained canines glisten as it smiles at Tanya
1: and (laughs) Holly.
2: This is supposed to be over. But I just
1: got here. Demon hunters.
4: Listen, Count Chocula. We're not demon hunters. Gabish?
1: Wait, 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 wait. Your names are, uh... Holly and Tonya, right? Holly slowly reaches behind her for the doorknob. And your agent's name is Larry, right? You've hunted demons, right?
4: Yes. But sauce was our last one.
1: Well, guess what?
3: I'm your next. No. Holly grasps the doorknob, opens the door. The vampire attacks. <laughs> It closed
1: with Holly's body.
2: Uh, uh, this was supposed to be over.
1: It will be soon. <laughs> the
3: vampire bares its fangs with holes that suck and slurp thirstily. With their backs literally against the wall, Tanya and Holly bravely prepare to fight. But upon further consideration, <gasps> They turn tail and run into Tanya's bedroom and barricade themselves within.
2: Oh my god!
1: May I come in? I thought vampires were supposed to look sexy. I can hear you. That's not very nice. Maybe I'm just not your type.
4: Jesus! Oof. Look, nose for us too. We're not demon hunters anymore
2: already told him that.
1: It's true. She did already say that. Yeah, I know. Twice. We are through.
4: Yeah! The greatest warrior of good is supposed to take
1: over. If you open this door, this will be a less confusing conversation than I can drink your blood. I mean, what is blood for if not for sipping?
2: (laughs) Where's
4: Nigel? I was just going to ask that. What have you done with Nigel?
1: The charming gentleman who was here earlier? Oh, he's departed. I enjoyed him immensely.
4: Did you eat him?
1: I did no such thing. He had such a likable personality, I let him go. Where? I am vampire, not travel agent. But on his way out, he left me with a quote from George Harrison. If you don't know where you're going, any road will take you there. Oh, Steve. Wow. Oh, and he also left something for you. He did? What? Not you. The young one. Oh, oh. At that moment, the door explodes
3: inward and oh, the vampire oh. swoops oh. in and oh. lunges at Polly and Tanya. Yeah. Our heroines throw everything they have into a fight. They valiantly endeavor to kiss the vampire while avoiding what would be, no doubt, a devastatingly efficacious bite. In what is now their signature, I'll hold its head while you kiss it maneuver, Your turn! Holly finally manages to deliver a proper snog directly onto the bloodsucker's salivating mouth and Nothing happens.
2: It didn't work! Shit!
3: <laughs> <laughs> the vampire leaps on Tanya and pins her on top of Holly. The holes in the end of the fang slurp hungrily as tiny probing tongues emerge to lick Tanya's neck with raison d'etre. Tanya flops, violently crushing poor Holly with each flop. Tanya swings and knocks off the vampire's hat, revealing Another foul mouth on the top of its head. As my darling daughter would say, if not otherwise occupied,
0: yeah,
3: (laughs) (laughs) Savoring the moment the vampire slowly moves towards my sausage's neck, but oh, with a desperate surge of energy, Tanya lands a kiss directly on top of the vampire's head. Indeed, it will.
4: What the F? Okay, now... I'm
3: really pissed. And apparently, so is little Lucy, who emerges from (coughs) under the bed and relieves himself on the pile of vampire dust.
4: Attaboy, Lucy. That's what I'm talking about. Get over here. Come on. (coughs)
3: Meanwhile, oblivious of any of the current drama, we find Larry joyfully ensconced in a shopping spree in the tremendously trendy Abbott Kinney Boulevard, a road some call the coolest block in America, but then the coolest people describe it as a pavement of posers where social sheep who renounce sugar, flock for wellness lattes, avocado toast and herbal therapy massages. Only in America. Following Larry is... Ridge, Undead. Bloody hell. I'm as curious as I'm sure you are. The two enter a boutique. Art-directed with so many plants,
0: it could easily pass for a greenhouse. Hey there. How's your day going, honey? Uh Uh-huh. Great. I want to try on the pink Gucci shirt in the window. It's an extra small. And the last one. Perfect. Here. This shirt is so on fleek. Wait till you see it on. It's exactly what Z wears in the Boy With Love video. Z? Really, bro? Z, the coolest member of BRB? Uh, you mean V from BTS. I mean, fuck you. Oh, hey, T-Bone. Hey, I was just about to call you with great news. I just got carded at Whole Foods buying wine. and it was standing right next to Ridge. They thought he was my brother. How fucking awesome is that?
3: Larry finishes buttoning the shirt barely and proceeds to admire his reflection
0: in the mirror. And I've already got another movie for you.
4: Shut up, Larry. Didn't you say we fulfilled our contract?
0: Yes, absolutely. Wait,
4: Ridge? Ridge is alive?
0: Yeah, I thought I told you. Huh, my bad. Yeah, he left to pick up sculpts from Ian that day. Lucky for me, I was so dreading having to deal with my sister squawking. You killed my son. You killed my son. Okay.
4: Okay. So we're no longer demon hunters, right?
0: Yep. 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 Exactly.
4: That's what we thought you said. Except we just got attacked by another demon that almost killed us. Huh? 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 Larry? That's that's
0: all you gotta say? Yeah, uh, no, that shouldn't have happened. Okay, well, I'll look into it. Meantime, read the new script I sent. It's not bad.
4: You son of a bitch!
0: <laughs> Jesus, did you hear that feedback? Pac Bell, fucking worst, isn't it? I don't know. Are you taking the shirt? Eh, it's beyond dope. Don't you think, bro? Truthfully, you look like an idiot, Bro. Yeah, I'll take it. You're a little prick, aren't you, Ridge? Listen, you pathetic ingrate. I should have let your mom abort you, but no, I had to be the While nice While
3: Larry guy. continues to berate his nephew slash bro, Tanya is in her flat on the phone conversing with Ian, doing her best to divulge the truth about Frankie without sounding like a proverbial loop-the-loop. But, if I'm being honest, she might appear to be a bit bonkers.
4: And, and, and so, yeah. That's what really happened to Frankie. Larry is a complete pathological liar. I don't know what you can do to protect yourself, but I had to tell you, you know?
5: It's a bit, it's slightly joking. What?
4: No, seriously, Ian. You know what I'm saying? I promise you, I saw it with my own eyes.
5: Let me read
4: again. Okay. Alright, alright. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah, talk to you later. Yeah, bye-bye. Bye. Well, what did he say? He said I'm chick crazy. Oh no, that's not good. Is he mad? Yeah, but not at me, about me. Apparently, crazy turns him on.
2: <sighs> that is so romantic. What? Did you forget we're
4: still demon hunters? And demons are still hunting us?
2: Did you? Of course I didn't. I can't believe Larry just bold-faced lied to us. He looked us straight in the eyes and told us it was over. I don't get it. Who does that? People do. Jesus, are you for real, Holly?
4: There were 101 two-faced dickheads per block in Hollywood. You better toughen up if you want to survive this town. If you act like a victim, that's what you'll be.
2: Okay, okay. Then we have got to toughen up, right? We gotta start hunting demons before they hunt us for a change we got to be ready to kick major demon butt. And we've got to be ready to go out in the world and show people who we are. Okay. Just dial down the peppy. You're giving me
4: a headache. This isn't Buffy the Vampire Slayer. This is our lives.
2: Jeez. So, what's your plan, hmm? Well, we do what everyone in Hollywood does. Fake it till we make it.
3: Just in case the delightful melody didn't tip you off, here comes my favourite part of every good romantic comedy. It's practically obligatory. The montage! Now, in a charming classic montage jump, we are on Hollywood Boulevard, where Holly and Tanya walk with purpose, passing by costumed superheroes, movie monsters and... Bloody hell. Is it him? It is. It is the Armoured Skin Man. Not noticing him, the girls crack on and enter a costume shop. And so begins a classic trope within classic trope, the mirror montage. The film editors close up, if you will, where quick and playful cuts feature Tanya and Holly as they heroically pose in front of the mirror in a variety of mostly ridiculous costumes. Well? No. You like it? No. Cute? No. This one? No. It looks like the girls are about to give up hope, but wait! The sales girl enters with a bargain basket marked BOGO. Holly and Tanya watch as the sales girl pulls two matching, quite naff, tie-dyed cat suits from said basket. It may just be the jaunty montage Melody talking, but it appears that our rivals are having a rare meeting of minds. Possibly for the very first time. Perfect! And possibly for the very last time. Whatever. Nevertheless, yes, they both agree nothing says Demon Hunter like catsuit couture. The montage cleverly transports us back to Tanya's flat where, a la Batman and Robin, Holly and Tanya buckle their belts. Over bedazzled, customized, demon hunter costumes, Meow. Let's ride. They march out of the front door and slam it behind them.
2: What are we doing? I don't know. I thought you knew. Me? You said let's ride. I did? I meant shut the F up.
3: Meantime, back on Hollywood Boulevard, the armored skin man now wears a trench coat and leather gloves, strolls down the so-called Walk of Fame, which I humbly believe may be missing a name or two, I'm merely saying. Now in front of the Chinese theater, the man passes tourists and people in superhero costumes. A Wonder Woman stares at him
1: territorially. What are you supposed to be? Hellboy meets Columbo? I've been trapped in a pit of torment the lowest depths of the underworld for 3,000 years, yet yeah, I'm pretty sure my life was better than yours will ever be. Not even that Wonder Bra is powerful enough to make a Wonder Woman out of you.
3: No need to be a douche about it. Oh dear. Wonder Woman stalks away, passing an unincredible Hulk.
2: Yo, Trey, watch your back. Columbo's an asshole.
3: The Hulk approaches the armored skinned man. So,
1: Elephant Man. Suck. So, What's your name? Typhon. Teflon? (laughs) What the fuck? What are you, the incredible non-stick superhero? Oh, that's fucking brilliant. Yeah, I've never been in a fight with anything your shade of green, but I assume I'd be pretty good. Listen, you follow the rules, and you stay on your own turf. Understood?
3: Just then, a tourist dad and his daughter converge upon Typhon and the Hulk. Hey guys, can I take your picture together? Hulk! Sure. Typhon reaches for the bill, but Hulk snatches it first and proceeds to put an arm around Typhon to pose for the photograph. Say, anger! But before the Hulk can say a word, Typhon's jaws unhinge and widen larger than his
5: whole head.
3: Large enough that he can swallow the Hulk whole, which he does! As the Hulk struggles, Typhon convulsively forces the Hulk down into the very pit of his stomach. Oh, thank you. Thank
5: God, no.
1: Thank you. That was so lame. Show me your bikini
5: bottom. Look, Dad, the real SpongeBob.
1: Oh,
3: the youth of today. Tragically jaded. Oh, well. Hello, my name is Alison Larkin,
2: and I'm a writer, comedian, and narrator and host of the Jane Austen Podcast. This podcast brings Jane Austen's stories to the 21st century, along with commentary from me and conversations with fascinating people who all share a love of Jane Austen And, of course, we had to start with none other than pride and prejudice. So join me as we embark on a journey through some of the most wonderful stories I know. The Jane Austen Podcast with Alison Larkin is available wherever
3: you listen to podcasts. Back to our story. We find ourselves in the Psychic Eye bookstore located in the spiritual mecca of the San Fernando Valley, Sherman Oaks. Like, gag me with a spoon. Replete in their demon hunting costumes, Tanya and Holly sit across from the tarot reader in a small, candlelit room.
4: The cards in this section represent what is happening in your life. Specifically, they say Are that- any of these demon cards? I'm. I'm not sure what you mean by demon cards, but the central theme of your immediate situation is identified by these two cards. Which two th- cards? The naked chick and the old man. Maybe the old man is Nigel. So who's that then? You. He was teaching me salsa. Aha. Uh-huh. Whatever. So what do all the cards together say? They say. You should stop interrupting me. Come on! We just fucked over 20 bucks. We just want to know about
2: demons. So go. Is that a demon card?
4: Yeah, you know, I don't, I don't know. It represents your past, something that's been resolved or whatever. Yo! Nothing's been resolved. That's why we're here. How'd you know that was a demon
2: card? It has a picture of the demon on it. What does the death card mean? How'd you know that was the death card? Hmm. Hmm. I don't know. It has the word death printed on it.
4: Okay. I didn't see that. Sorry. I'm not an expert. Where's the card that says bitch on it? Excuse me. I'll be right back. Zoltan! Wait! What part of this tells the future? Fine. Let's just put
3: the fortune card here and the star card there. And with that tanya and holly are escorted out of the establishment and onto the street and asked never to return again
4: not very spiritual jesus i told you this would be a total waste you owe me 20 bucks what are you talking about getting our cards read was your stupid idea just like these stupid costumes you said you liked them frankly I'm still questioning how you knew that was the demon cod.
2: Well, if you looked at it, I'm pretty sure you would have seen a picture of a demon on it, too. Seriously! Do not get snippy with me. I'm in no mood.
3: And so, none the wiser, Tanya and Holly drive back to the flat in deafening silence.
2: Oh, my God! I thought you changed your ringtone. What? Never mind. What?
5: Hello, Sunshine. I was just sculpting a pointy headed googly-eyed alien. I'm thinking of you.
4: Well, Ian, I keep telling people you're eccentric, not obnoxious. Maybe I'm wrong.
5: No, I think you see the real me, my hen, and that's why I've called. I've been realizing a few things lately.
4: Me too. And
5: one thing I'm realizing is that you aren't going to reach out to me, even if you're dying to. So, if you are indeed the mother of my future children, I'm going to have to do whatever it takes to make you fall in love with me. I'm open to suggestions.
4: Are you drinking?
5: Uh, no, but I am slightly intoxicated by the lilt of your wee voice.
4: Does that ever work? Like, ever?
5: Mm, I'm gonna say that it will, because no matter the circumstance, if you look at it with positivity, then your higher being will shine through. So, I think we should go out. How's next Tuesday?
2: No, Ian.
5: Excellent! I'll call you Tuesday!
2: He is crazy about you. He's crazy, period. Then he's perfect for you. <laughs> Come on, just go out with them once just once. I did. I'm not
4: interested. And neither is he. Trust me, he tries too hard. So you want someone who doesn't try? He's just into the challenge. Believe me.
3: Don't psychoanthologize me.
2: Psychoanalyze. Don't.
3: Correct me. Yep, zip. And as the girls resume their ride in silence, the armored skin man Typhon merges with a guided tour of Griffith Park. And if you haven't visited Griffith Park, you simply must. It's truly an extraordinary location. It is the home of the brilliant observatory, a fantastic zoo, a museum, a vintage carousel, steam-powered trains, pony rides, botanical gardens, and the Greek theater, built to replicate an authentic Grecian stage. It reminds me of the ancient theater of Zion, where I performed Seven against Thebes whilst traveling with the Olympus festival. Yes, Griffith Park is 4,300 acres, all nestled in the very centre of La La Land. And of course, you won't want to miss the spectacular view of the Hollywood Sign. This message brought to you by the LA Board of Tourism and the Ad Council. Oh, sweet, sweet residuals. And now back to our story at large, where Typhon approaches a woman who I must assume is blind for the fact that she dons dark glasses and is accompanied by a lovely dog sporting a vest that reads, Guide Dog for the Blind. Bloody hell, I could have been an hey, inspector. Me.
4: You'll see one of Ellie's most famous movie locations, perhaps best known for Rebel Without a Cause, starring James Dean. Wow. Ever heard of him?
5: <laughs> hey there, Right
4: this way.
5: that's a
1: good looking dog you got.
4: Oh, yeah, that's what they tell me. Good boy, Goldie.
1: Can I
3: pet him?
4: Sure, he's super friendly.
3: Typhon holds a gloved hand out to the dog. The dog's snout curls into a snarl. But before he can make a sound, Typhon snaps his fingers and the dog's head lolls to the side. Its tongue hangs out. Its eyes stare blankly.
1: That's a good boy. Oh, you got a good
5: one. Good boy, I'm a dog
1: person myself. I mean, not half dog, half person. (laughs) I mean, I just like dogs.
5: And they seem to take to me.
1: I miss my little fluffernutter. Well,
5: I should let you get back to your tour. Have a wonderful day. Thanks. You too. Come on, Goldie. Forward.
3: But instead of walking away from her, Typhon leads the now hypnotized guide dog With the blind woman following around a curve and onto a path deep in the forest. Come on, boy. Come on, Goldie. Quiet. (laughs) Quiet.
2: Goldie boy. Where are we going? Where's the tour guide? Are we on the back?
4: Goldie. Steady. Boy, Goldie, oh, Oh. Oh. stop. What, where, where, you okay? You okay, boy? Where? Where, where, where are we, boy? Oh, anybody there? Is anybody there? Hello, hello.
2: Let's go, let's go.
5: Forward.
3: Typhon grabs the
5: blind woman's (laughs) arms. What's going on? What's going on? Ah, It sucks to be blind, doesn't it? Uh, But you won't be blind much longer, I promise. I mean, no one talks about dead people being blind, right? (laughs) Oh, why are you doing this? Jesus Christ! Blind and annoying! Help! Oh, shut the fuck up! Can't take this!
3: Typhon rips the vest off the dog and uses it to gag the terrified woman. Then ties her wrists to a tree limb with the dog's leash, while the hypnotized dog placidly
5: stares. Oh, no one can hear you. Your blind screaming falls on deaf ears. Ironic, don't you think?
3: Typhon places his gloved hands on a massive boulder before him and the bottom of the boulder magically melts away and separates from the ground below. Typhon lifts it and moves it aside with ease, uncovering the entrance to a small cave. Honey,
5: I'm home!
3: Deep within the abyss has emerged a beautiful woman goddess in the nude bloody hell.
5: Typhon, my darling, you're back.
3: And although we must take a temporary leave, we too shall be back, oh goddess, to see more of Or rather, to find out what is to come of that poor blind woman and her catatonic canine. Who in the hell is this armored skin man and why is his woman so bloody hot? (gasps) And yes, most importantly, what does the future hold for Tanya and Holly now that their demon-hunting days have just begun?
2: Hey, thanks for listening to I Love Lucifer, the podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please review, subscribe, and share with others who might fall in love with I Love Lucifer, too.